Hello, and welcome to a new episode of The Nerdy North. Hello, hello. I'm Felicia. And I'm Kayla. And we are going to be talking about... Percy Jackson uh, fan casting. Yeah. I also just want to talk about Percy Jackson a little bit in general, but we should really, we'll focus on the fan casting for right now because I'm so excited for the series. I think it's the best way to go with any sort of books, realistically. Especially this one because from what I've heard, the movies really missed out on a lot of like key details from the series. There is so much fun referencing Mm -hmm. to... Greek mythology, which as a huge fucking nerd, I was like, oh, this is a bummer. It's a bummer that we're mm-hmm. missing, like, all of that lore, lore mythology part. It's yeah. really hard to delve into, and the books do a really great job of representing that and how let's all move forward into the... Yeah, because, like, if you don't really understand, like, what a demigod is or kind of, like, the, the history of that by itself, like, you would just... You're already starting yeah. behind the ball. It's like, yes, you can kind of follow along with the movie, but like, I, I'm hoping they can delve in a bit different, um, deeper with the TV series. And I think that's what something I'm really excited about for Disney right now, because a lot of their, I mean, at least with Marvel, they've done a really great job with like the live action TV shows. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm pretty sure Disney will be able to do a great job. With I'm Percy I'm excited. Jackson. I'm really excited about it. I haven't read the books in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't read the books at all, so that's like another one on my list. Yeah, <laughs> I want. I don't think I've read the books since like high school. And it's I think something I really enjoyed hearing about at least with the author is like he started doing other mythology, right? Yeah, I think he started delving into like the Chinese mythology, and I think I can't remember what the, was it Roman? Yeah, I want to say like he did a couple different ones where he was like looking at different pantheons. It might have been Celtic. Okay, I can't remember. Exactly. I have to. We would yeah. have to look it up. Not like we don't have the internet in front of us, <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's great. I'm super excited again like this is it was for me I found the both the movies and the books really great Mm -hmm. because a lot of the stuff coming out in that era for young adult stuff was very dark Mm -hmm. and as much as like there was some like real heavy drama happening in Percy Jackson, it still felt fun. Right. Which was nice. Like I wasn't like there was depressed. Yeah. <laughs> like there was some social commentary, but I wasn't yeah. sitting there being like, great, everybody's gonna die. Right. There's no like really big looming darkness. Like with like Game of Thrones where you're like, yeah. don't get attached to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> like I like I felt like I had characters I could really root for. Yeah. I will say that it does have one of like my favorite character betrayals in oh. it. It really does because it was just like that was out of left field, but it felt earned. Like it was really good. Is that with Luke? Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, that was something that I was like, I remember in the movies at least, like it was. You can kind of see it coming, but it was still very surprising. I was like, what? Just like, oh my goodness. No way, especially like with it. Because it happened in hell, right? Or the underworld. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen the movies, too. Because I, yeah. like, I think it's like a one and done type of thing for me. Which is I sad. am more than willing to watch the movies again. But mm-hmm. I think it's just because I love Logan Lerman. He is a treat. I mean, I think he was that was my introduction to him. Yeah. And it was un- like, I get it. Because in the books, they're a lot younger. I, I forgot how, how young they actually are. Yeah, like, they're, like, 11 and 12. Yeah. So they age them up for the movies, which is fine, and I think mm-hmm. that that is, that's an okay thing to do for for film stuff. Like, a yeah. lot of it, it's it's hard to get. You look at Harry Potter and, and how they had to do things, right? Because they had to also, the actors had to also make sure they were in school. Well, they and there's schooling and then the safety concerns, right? Uh, well, and there's uh, limited, like, child labor laws limit yeah. the amount of hours they can do. There's also, like, a significant reduction in, oh, like, nighttime shooting. Yeah. 
So it just extends the whole process out. And so when they age up characters in these sort of contexts, I get it a lot more than just deciding that somebody's a different age because you wanted to, not because it was like a necessary. <laughs> the only time you can't call me, mom. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that's that's my ringtone for my mother. Lord or uh, loud warning. <laughs> it's so that I I know yeah. that I have to answer this in some way, shape, or form. So I'm just texting her uh, that I'm recording and I will call her back. But that like it was kind of funny reading how old the characters actually are and I'm like oh do I do I make this casting difficult for myself or do I do that kind of thing of like just aging them a little bit to where it's believable so I think I have a good mix so I straight up I didn't cast any of the kids oh you didn't no because I am a firm believer especially if we're because I would love to see them as actually Mm-hmm. actually like the proper ages and I find with child actors not because like I don't like child actors there's lots of things that have yeah. in them that I really like um I think it's a really great opportunity to have unknown people be just because of the way the characters are yeah and that's one thing I did was actually look at more up up-and-coming actors mm. where they look familiar but you, sometimes you can't really put your finger on where see and I, I like i was like i'm i'm all for like full-on fresh faces yes like this is like their first big role because i feel like it shouldn't you shouldn't be looking at i especially for percy mm-hmm. because you want sort of like a, a wonderment and like what is happening yeah. with him. And I feel like you were going to get somebody who's much more genuine about just like the sheer what the fuckness of it. But yeah, so I straight up, I didn't, I didn't cast any of the, of the. Interesting. Cause that was the first thing I started doing was like the, at least the top three or four characters. Okay. So I'm yeah. Curious who you have written down. Nobody. Literally nobody. Oh, okay. I mean just characters in general. Oh, yeah. Okay. So well, who do you have cast as the kids? Um, well, for Percy, I have Noah Schnapp. Um, he plays Will in Stranger Things. Yeah, okay. Just because I think he's at that right age of kind of like... See, I think, like, now that I think about it, like, those kids are a little bit too old now. How old are they? Are they like, They're like 16, 17. Hmm... But I do love Noah Schnapp. Yeah. So that's fair. Um, for Annabeth, I chose Madison Eisman. She was in Jumanji. She plays Beth, Bethany. Yes. Uh, for Luke, I cast um, Austin Butler. Um, <laughs> I can't say the name properly. He was in the Sh- Shenanana Chronicles on MTV. The what? <laughs> I literally... <laughs> Oh, shit. oh my god, I can't say it. The something chronicle, some MTV show. He was an elf. Uh, oh, a... oh, 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 okay. Yeah, okay. He's uh, um, dating Vanessa Hudgens. Okay, fair enough. I'm, I'm following. <laughs> uh, Grover, I chose Jack Dylan Grazer. He um, is more famous currently for being in Shazam. He was a boy with the crushes. Yes, but he was also in It Chapter 1 and yes. 2. And That's I right. love him. I absolutely love him. So I thought like he can play like a great comedic role as Grover, but also like he knows when to be serious yeah. as well. Uh, for Clar- uh, Clarissa, I chose Maisie Williams. Oh, I love her. Yeah. So much. And then, yeah, that was it for the kids. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I like all of those choices. Because I thought, well, yeah, if, if they do age them slightly yeah I, I can see them being more believable than like see it but i just because i know the direction of the story from having read the books i don't want them to age them up too high right because there's a lot of importance to them be, to the to them becoming 18 right so but there's also a lot of story that needs to happen between those two oh, points of course so like for me it's like yeah like 14 15 I'm probably good to there, mm-hmm. but there's so much work that needs to be done before they become 18. 
just in the yeah the, the context. context of the source material. So that makes sense. Like, yeah, I, I understand your point of like, yes, let's get unknown people. Yeah, especially yes to have those authentic reactions of like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to die, possibly. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, okay, so do we, let's the other person at Camp Half Blood mm-hmm. is uh Chiron, the centaur teacher. Yes, I do have him. And I was gonna say, and I do have I do have a choice for him. I figured. Who's your choice then? Let's uh, hear it. Dev Patel. Did we talk about who is he? Uh, he, the, he just was in The Green Knight. Oh! Yeah. He was in, um... He's been in lots of stuff. He was in Slumdog Millionaire. Yes, him. Yes. Oh, that's a wonderful choice. Right? Oh, I like that a lot. I, I like the idea because he's somebody that's sort of round... For a while. For a while. Um, he but green. still seems, like, young and personable. And fresh and stuff. Yeah. But he also has that great acting range. Of- Absolutely. He's done... So, it's very funny, because I've known Dev Patel as an actor for a long time. Because Dev Patel was in Skins! Skins. And that's yeah. where I remember him from initially, was from Skins. And so it was really nice, like, watching him go from yes. this, like, teen drama comedic character into these leading roles leading roles and absolutely absolutely adore him i also like the idea because everybody like when they think of like a centaur mm-hmm. because spoiler alert chiron's a centaur um it's like oh like big strong yeah and it's like he is an athletic looking person but if you actually look at the mythology run centaurs they're extremely intelligent creatures that mm-hmm. be, uh, use wisdom as the most important thing to them right so i think you need to like i like that subversion of like he is very capable of, of protecting himself self- and the kids yeah but he's more of an intellectual being absolutely i i kind of took that route as well um i chose keanu reeves love that as well because i could just see him being like the chill professor but like also knows when to go into like protection mode essentially and of course yes. he has all his training from a very different type of training from john wick of course but like mm-hmm. he has that background of different styles i guess yes. of, of fighting i think oh. i think a, a hilarious one that a, a friend of mine and i were talking about um Danny DeVito? <laughs> no, because Danny DeVito needs to be Dionysus and I will be taking no questions. <gasps> yes! I didn't even think of him. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Because he's like, where, because he asked me around and he's like, where would you put Danny DeVito? And I'm like, I think that that should just be a game. <laughs> what role would you give Danny DeVito in this movie? <laughs> 100%. That'll be the thing. Every dream casting is like, where would Danny okay, DeVito be? Okay, but where will Danny DeVito be in this film? Because <laughs> I love when everyone, like, when they're, when Marvel um, bought, so or Disney bought Sony, and everyone's like, who's going to be the next Wolverine? And everyone's like, Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> the grip that Batman has on pop culture, with very little effort on his part, because he literally just does whatever fucking yeah. weird thing he wants to do. I don't think, like, I have seen an interview with Danny DeVito, maybe ever, or certainly not since the 90s. No. Nope. I don't, he's, I've never seen him on a press tour for a film he's been on, but every single human being's like, nah, Danny DeVito, man, he's the best. <laughs> I think it's just like he's just become a meme, especially after, like, um, Philadelphia show. Uh, it's always sunny. Yes. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. But yeah, so... Uh, he embraces it. He's like, cool. Exactly. <laughs> He's an absolute loon, and I love that man. But yeah, that is... that is. If we're wondering, that is where <laughs> I would put Danny DeVito in this film. Because for me, I'm like, I'm just sticking to my list, because if I go any farther, I'm just going to break and do the entire, like, <laughs> gods, all of them. 
every single one. I don't care if they're in the movie or show or, or not. <laughs> no, well, he is. He's the other. He's the other teacher at the camp, Mr. D. Actually, in the movie, yeah. Guess who? What I have to watch when I get yeah. home. Is he in the movie or is it just in the books? Either way, either way, he's Dionysus is the other teacher at the school uh, at the oh, camp. Okay. Is Mr. D, but it's it's Dionysus, gotcha. and it would be Danny DeVito. Which I just am tickling myself <laughs> with the idea of Dev Patel as a uh, centaur, which automatically he's gonna be on stilts in like a weird CG horse bottom, right? Standing beside Danny DeVito. <laughs> it's brilliant. This is my best I love work. It. This I love is it. my best work. Okay. Um, do you have uh, Sally Jackson? I didn't. Though I'm honestly like my the first person that comes to mind is Marissa Tomei. Oh, she'd be so fun. I she's just she's just got like wholesome cool mom vibes now. Yeah, I have Natalie Portman or uh, Mandy oh. Moore. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I was just kind of looking at them. I was like, I can kind of picture either or in this role of just like. I feel like that's the kind of woman that a god would be like, heck yeah. Yeah. Especially Marissa too, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, I think that's one of those things. Like, not to be crass, but she has to be hot. Mm Mm-hmm. I did see somebody um, talking about. Oh, now I've lost my train of thought. So never mind. But yeah, I, I mean, there's there's a level of um, how do you, how do you say it about the gods, <laughs> especially for Percy Jackson? Because I don't think they're gonna go full uh, Zeus mode or Poseidon, right? So, yeah, I think somebody drew like a fan art that I saw uh, of Poseidon in like Percy Jackson. It might not, not even be fan art. In all honesty, it might have been like actual book art, but it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's just him in a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> and just like really like unkempt hair and he has a fishing rod. And it's just like, yeah, but he's not really being a god anymore. He just is a dude who wants to fish. <laughs> and I mean, I'm interested. That's yeah. I'm interested in that as a, as a concept. I want to see it. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't write have? it down. I have the person, but I didn't oh. write it down. Uh, who do you have for Poseidon? I have uh, Ewan McGregor. Love that. Yeah. I because actually I was having a hard time with the brothers. Yeah. Because it's not not like they have to be triplets or they have to look no. like the exact same person. Well, and I think that's one of those things too where. I love castings of gods specifically, especially mm-hmm. like the big three, where it's like brother, and they like are vi- like they very much so are brothers, but they are the three most dissimilar looking human beings <laughs> on the planet. Like one of them is Asian, uh, one of them is African American, one of them is white. Like I love that as a concept because yeah. I like the idea of being a god. Mm-hmm. is a representation of all types of people yeah and it's like yeah like we're they're t- they're entirely different there's nothing about us that has to look similar but we are still very much so related for me i was kind of finding like a common thread be- between the three that would make sense at yeah. least for this world whereas like if if we do decide to do a fan casting for hercules it's going to be completely different yeah. for me. Yeah. Because it's like, yes, you're dealing with the Greek gods, gods, but it's told mm-hmm. very, very differently. Yeah. So that's where it's like, okay. And that's what I kept trying to remember. It's like, this is not Hercules. This is like Percy Jackson, where it's kind of in the realm of reality, right? Yeah. It's like, it's set in New York, at least in the movies were. Yes. So it's like, you have all those, like, just the real... Real life stuff happening. Mm-hmm. And again, I have my Hades on here, but did I write the fucking name down? No, because I'm the worst. Uh, who do you have for Zeus? I have um, Nikolai Coaster Waldo. <gasps> oh, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. I love him. If you don't know him, he was Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones. I think just seeing him is like I 
I can see it. I can see him having that that uh, stature. Yes. And also going into those those dark, like angry moments that Zeus can have. Mm-hmm. I think you need a, an actor who can have that full range. Well, and especially because of Zeus is very much so known for like getting all up in other people's business mm-hmm. and meddling in everybody's shit. Yeah. And uh, quite literally, Zeus is the most interesting character in terms of mythology because it's like, oh, something gone wrong. Zeus probably fucked it up. <laughs> yep. Just consistently. He either fucked it, full stop, or fucked it up. Uh, and I find that that's brilliant. While also may, like maintaining being the strongest mm-hmm. and most powerful of all of the gods. So I'm going to pull up a picture of him because I'm not going to even be able to describe to you who it is. But I okay. just feel like it's right. Um, is this for Zeus or Poseidon? For Zeus. Okay. So, oh, for Poseidon. Yeah, you didn't say who I didn't. Oscar Isaacs. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. But I can also see him as Hades. And I feel you. I'm, that yeah. is... I'm with you. But I feel like when I think of Poseidon, I think of more like there's an underlying power of somebody, but who somebody's just like, I'm going to be hands off and I'm not going to get myself involved. And kind of like a cool, yeah, cool guy, which feels more Oscar Isaacs to me than who I have as Hades, which you will see when we get there. Oh, yes. But I, I love that, that casting for, for him. So it's uh, Timothy Omenson. Okay. Oh. Oh. Uh, Supernatural. Yeah. Oh, I could totally see him as Zeus. Right? Oh, he looks so weird without a beard. He does. He needs to, it needs to be the full silver, like full facial hair and like long, like this version of him. Uh, But so, yeah, so he was in Supernatural. He's been in a few other things. Yeah. Um, if you scroll up a bit more, he was in Sight. Woodpecker. What the fuck? There's a movie. Apparently, but he also reminds me of the guy in um, Parks and Rec. Ron Swanson. In a way, like in just the picture that was up on the screen, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I could totally see him being related in some way. Yeah, so he's been in lots of different movies, but I think, like, re- most recognizable in terms of yeah. our target audience would be from... Supernatural. From Supernatural. He also does um, voice acting. <gasps> he was one of the voice actors. Yeah, he did some of the voice acting in Castlevania. Oh, love it. Um, did some voice acting for some of the Star Wars games. Uh, you guys should do yourself a favor and google him because he has the best looking hair and beard combo yes it's like you look at him and it's like oh yeah that's yeah love it Uh, it could be because he looks like he's one of those people where his face looks very welcoming (laughs) yeah but he also looks like it's like I'm also a little concerned because I don't trust your face (laughs) it could go from 0 to 60 in a second Absolutely. Like in a, you know. Yeah. So that is, that's who I have cast. I love it. Yeah. I, I realized that I fucked up the joke I wanted to tell you. <laughs> okay. So uh, I expected you to have a full list like I did. So when we got to the adults, I was going to be like, I just see Liam Neeson for every single role, <laughs> including like Athena and Medusa. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I might. Part of it was a my fault for being like I just wanted to cast unknowns for the kids, and then also being like, uh, also Danny DeVito, and let's go down this That's rabbit right. hole. Yes. So by looking at his pictures, it's like I forgot to say the Liam Neeson joke. Sorry. He's like <laughs> vaguely Liam Neeson reminiscent in the sense of like, oh, like you are a good-looking old man. Yeah. But less problematic. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about Hades. Yeah, let's do our Hades one and then we'll take a quick break. Sounds good. So who do you have for Hades? I have Richard Armitage. 
he was Thorin in The Hobbit. <gasps> oh, oh. He's actually quite tall, and like I actually picture him for Hades from um, Lore Olympus <gasps> to voice act because he has like this deep, rich voice, and nice. I'm just like. Oh. He's like, he looks so broody, but also like a puppy dog. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I love that. I love that. Was not a choice I would have gone with. Right. But I really like it. So, I have Alex Skarsgård for my oh, Hades. Oh, I could see that though. Yeah. Because, like, I always picture Hades, it's like, and I think it might, like, my entire media version of Hades will be forever colored by the Hercules movie. <laughs> but it's like, I need somebody who can deadpan and be quick-witted mm -hmm. and which, having read the book, does really fit yeah. with the Hades from from the books. And there has to be like a sort of like slickness and a separation from what all of the other gods are like. Yeah. Because I was actually originally going to go with Tom Hiddleston. Okay. But I was like, oh, I think it might be too similar to Loki. Yeah. With how I remember him being in the movies. They also make him a bit more like rock star trying to be and a bit more goofy in my opinion. Yeah. At least in the movie adaptation. Well, and I always think that it's so funny that everybody is just like, oh yeah, Hades is this big, like Hades is the worst. It's like Hades is not the worst in any way, shape or form. Hades is the only one of those motherfuckers who never cheated on his wife. Yeah. He just hates his job sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's just, he's just connected with death. So then yeah. everyone's like, oh, scary, bad. And he's like, no, he is the least problematic of all of them. Like, I remember uh, Ralph Fiennes' um, interpretation of Hades. I think that's what who, who he was trying to portray in Clash of the Titans. And he was creepy as fuck. Yeah. I did not like it. I was like, this is not Hades. This is like... Like yeah. someone crawling out of the rocks like a worm or something. Like yeah, and it's like, like, oh, friend. And it's like, yeah, did he... I wouldn't like that job very much either. Mm -hmm. Who am I kidding? Of course I would. Oh, you would be a... Uh... I would be the best. I would be the best. That's it. I'm changing my mind. I'm casting myself. I'm casting <laughs> myself as Hades. I can see it, though, yeah. <laughs> you make the best of it. It's like you're... You can live in your aesthetic. <laughs> you can have all of the the culture buds. I was gonna say the worst part about this is she's sitting here reading me as I'm drinking tea out of a mug that is shaped like a cauldron and says, "Who are you calling the witch?" Yeah. So I can't call her on anything because she's not fucking wrong. It's not calling you out. It's just like I like you being able to live your best life. This is very true. <laughs> I wasn't built for society. I was built to be a fucking vampire bat. Some days, yes. For sure. Quite literally. I just would love to just be lounging in a creepy castle somewhere in yeah. the Victorian era. Hanging out with Mary and Shelley and writing weird books. Where it's like, like velvet everything. Yeah. And it's completely acceptable. Velvet and silk. A absolutely. And no one would dare judge you. And it was like just full of morbidity. Yeah. People were snorting mummies. It's a good time. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. And this is a conversation that you and I will have because you look fucking horrified right now. Uh, just slightly. So with that, we should take a break so Kayla can explain this to me. <laughs> we will be back soon. Well, I think I've just, like, ruined a little bit of Felicia's day, but that's fine. It's more weirded me out. <laughs> like, just... It's one of those things that, like, of course I know it, but I forget that other people aren't absolutely insane and don't spend their time being like, what's the weirdest thing that I could learn about today? I mean, I think for me it's just kind of, like, in a weird way it makes sense, especially for that time, like, that time frame. It's yeah. like, yeah... Rich people were super eccentric. Uh, eccentric, yeah. And just... Well, so, to preface, they weren't actually snorting the mummies. They were turning them into powder and eating them. But it was, like, medicinally. But it wouldn't surprise me if someone did it. Yeah. 
might not be officially on record. <laughs> they did, however, and this is one of those, they, so, like, they did have mummies at parties, though. And they would just unwrap them for funsies. Like, what's going on in here? So they would literally, like, go to Egypt and bring back a mummy. And so, be like, guess what? I have a mummy. Apparently there was a rumor going around that Brendan Fraser is coming back for a mummy four. I'm fucking dying! And I kind of sort of hope they do. They have that scene of like people just unwrapping mummies, and he's like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" Like just having flashbacks of season of the first movie. <laughs> I didn't even. That did not even cross my mind as a possibility. But I think like those are set like slightly after this time period. Yes, I think they were. Because I remember like there was like a bus in one of them. I actually don't know what what period that was. I don't in. think that they thought of that much about it. Because the mommy movies know exactly what they are, which is just entertaining. It's very true. Um, if you would ever like to know what my sexuality is, it's the cast of the mummy. Hundred percent. They fucking killed it with the casting. <laughs> and it's like peak like mummy movie. You know, like I know what they were trying to do with the I don't Tom Cruise one, but like they will never capture that special moment of the first movie. And no. the second movie was really good. Yeah. But I, yeah, so if if you're ever considering, if you needed to know, my sexuality is the cast of the mommy movie. Chef Keats. Brilliant. Alright. Um, so do you have any of the other gods cast? Um, I have how do you say her name? Is it person personica? Pers- I can't even say it now. Uh, I can say it. So I say Persephone. Persephone. Oh. I'm like personaphone. <laughs> but I think, uh, and that's like the colloquial, like that's what most people, stop, stop calling me. Kayla is super I'm very popular It's my grandma now. Oh, grandma. So I say uh, popular. It's just my family. I don't have friends other than Felicia. That's not true. <laughs> I know Shay was asking, I had a, I do have another friend. <laughs> At least one. But we were trying to figure out what we were going to do for his birthday. And so we're talking, and he's like, I don't even know who else to invite to do anything with. And I was like, listen, I have like four friends. One of them is you and one of them's my mother. So I don't really think I'm going to be much help. And it's honestly just like people's availability or whether that whether or not they want to leave the house right now because it's cold in the Yukon. Yeah. And we are officially in winter. So it's like. Unless it's special circumstances, I kind of just want to stay in. Yeah. Um, so, like, colloquially and most commonly, it's Persephone. Okay. Um, but I think technically it'd be Persephone. Okay, that makes sense, too. But. I guess whatever you grew up with. Yeah. Um, I have her as well as Hermes, Athena, and Ares. Nice. Who do you have? Uh, so I have, I have Persephone, Athena, Ares, and Medusa. I did not pick somebody for Hermes. I, I, I had a really, Hermes. really hard time. Yeah, the only reason I had Hermes is because I had, I thought about him in the middle of the night, the actor, and I was like, I need him somewhere on my list. Yeah. And this is the only place I can think of. Because I don't know if he plays a huge role in the actual series. Uh, in... I know he has this, his son, this Luke. Yeah. Um... It's not like a massively, like, you don't see, you spend, spend a ton of time with Hermes. Yeah. But the stuff that he does is really important. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we're, we'll go with uh, Persephone. Yeah. Who do you have? I have either uh, Emily Olsen or Amelia Clark. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just, I, I don't know what it was. I just, I kind of saw them and I was like, I... I just need you in this world somewhere. Okay. I love that. I have Saoirse Ronan. Ooh, I like that. Because, so, what's really funny is, like, you want to talk about the scariest of the gods, it's Persephone. Yes. That bitch does not play. At all. Um, Like, you thought Hades was scary. Yeah, so that's (laughs) the thing, is, like, so she, I have to find what exactly it is, but... She is the goddess of spring and fucking poison, maybe? I've really only gotten to know her even more through Lore Olympus, to be honest. Yeah. I know that's her, like, the artist is, and the story tells, in 
interpretation of her. But she definitely does have, like, a dark side. Like, she doesn't, she's not scared to go into, like, a murderous rage. Mm. And I love it. And I can kind of see that with Emily or Amelia, because it's, like, I love Emily as the Scarlet Witch. Yes. I think she's brought such depth to that character. She absolutely has. And I think that you really do need somebody to be Mm -hmm. that for you. That really needs that kind of, like, Mm -hmm. depth and strength in the character. Yeah. Um, Okay. Who do you have as... Who do you have as Aries? I have Luke Evans. Oh, okay. We've discussed how much we love Luke Evans. Yes. This is a this is a Luke Evans positive podcast. Hundred percent, we're stands. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I also had him as Hades, but I was like, I'm going to switch the switch yeah. him for Aries instead. Yeah. Because I was also trying to think about my casting for the kids. So it's like mm-hmm. I wanted, like I said, they don't have to look like twins, but I want like similarities. Between the, yeah. Between the parents. Well, and that's the thing. is like, I don't think that the gods, even though they're all related, have to look alike. No. But I think that the children have to look like whoever their godly parent is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, um, when I picked Sally, I was kind of thinking of, like, maybe Percy took more of her side. Or some of her more appearances mm-hmm. than the father. Okay. I have jo- uh, John Barthol. He's the Punisher. Oh, I saw him on a few fan castings because I was like googling like, yeah. dream cast for people, and he he was coming up a few times because he's one of those people where he can be very like quiet mm-hmm. and like stoic, but we have seen him with that like hyper violence, which Ares is the god of war, yeah. and there really is like a very you kind of need to have a. That, that, uh... A very, like, strong presenting character where it's like, oh, I can see where the violence is gonna come in here. Yes. I, I can see that, too. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. Um, I do have one for Medusa. I would have one for Medusa as well. Um, off the top of my head, I would love to see Natalie Dormer. I love her. Natalie Dormer is the most beautiful. I absolutely adore her. I just, I want her in everything as well. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that very much. I have Zoe Kravitz. Oh, oh man. Yes. Because yes. she can, like, I just love Zoe because she brings, like, a coolness to exactly. everything she does without, like, any effort. Yes, exactly. And I feel like it would be very interesting to have, because if you know anything about, like, the whole history mm-hmm. of Medusa and stuff, would be to have somebody who's, like, She's beautiful, but she's, like, not, like, stereotypically beautiful. Right. And you, the whole thing is Medusa was cursed because she was beautiful. Yeah, and I didn't mind Uma Thurman's portrayal, but at the same time, I found she went kind of with a campy route. Yeah. And not that that's a bad thing, but even with, like, Poison Ivy, I think she went, like, a very different portrayal than what I would perceive like either character for Medusa or Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a difference between having a sexual character and sexualizing a character. Yes. And that's that's where I found it was difficult because those are both characters that I could absolutely see being sexual characters. Yeah. But it felt like she was sexualizing the character. You know Agreed. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And um not that I don't love Uma Thurman, because no, she's been wonderful. in so many things that I've absolutely adored. I th- All right. Well, we had some sort of technical <laughs> difficulty there. A recording just stopped. It's like, absolutely not. You're not talking about Uma Thurman this way. Apparently, yeah. yes, that's what's happened. But yeah, I think with Medusa, you need someone that can sort of portray like a... a Maybe a sadness and a rage that, yeah, like you would you would understand where she's coming from because like fuck the gods. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's one of those things too where like you can sympathize with a villain without condoning what they're doing. Oh, hundred percent. And you I know. think it, it 
helps when you have such a great actor be able to to bring that to life. Mm-hmm. But no, I love that. Love that casting choice. Makes me super happy. So who else did you have? I have Athena. Okay, I also have an Athena. Uh, for my character, uh, for my casting choice, I went with uh, Florence Pugh. <gasps> I love her. She has just become such a gem yeah. with everything that she's done. Yeah. And I can see her bringing that strength of, like, I'm not taking anyone's shit. Yes. And, like, because Athena is, like, the goddess of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, she carries herself in such a way. I'm like, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, so I have Karen Gillan. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Again, strong badass woman. And I love her commitment because she played Nebula, correct? She did. And she actually shaved her head for that role. So yeah. like, I can see her being committed to like what they would ask of her. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think she is incredibly committed. She's very hardworking. Yeah. She's a really good actress. And I love so again, I was introduced to Karen Gillan via Doctor Who. Yeah. And she was a companion on Doctor Who. Um and she was one of my favorites. Because she was, like, consistently, prob- like, the character, as she portrayed her, was, like, problem-solving. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was a lot of onus put on, let me use my brain to figure this out. Right. Which I love. And I think that that is important for any representation of Athena. Agreed. I love it. Yeah. Um, my, my last choice was for Hermes. And um, I chose Macaulay Culkin. What? <laughs> I don't know what it got okay. in Okay. So I didn't pick a Hermes, but that was at a left fucking feels. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking more of like the Hercules Hermes where he's like sassy and... and Though, wasn't it Nathan Fillion in the first one? Like in the movie? I can't remember if he... I don't think... I think it was. It's That sounds right. <laughs> I'm gonna check. We're double-checking this, cause because I, I literally can't remember if Hermes was ever... I know he was mentioned quite a bit. Oh, no, he was in the movie. I, okay. I promise you he was in the movie. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin, I was just like... Especially now, I would just love to see him get back into movies. I think he could have a lot of fun with this role. Especially. Oh, no. It was Dylan... Neil. I don't know who that is, but either way. I don't know who that is either. Um, but yeah, I, I can just see him have fun with it, especially if he's maybe a couple scenes. Well, that's the thing. It's like, he's not in the movie very much. Right. And I do think, you know what? Body type-wise, I get it. Because Hermes is like one of the few that I don't picture as like, like a pretty in... like big, broad dude. No, and like, I thought, it's like, no, he needs to be like leaf and like fast. That's the whole fucking point. Especially now where Macaulay Culkin's, I think, grown up quite a bit. And I think he's just like living his best life after being a child actor and going through whatever he went through with that. He's looking good. Like, I, I've yeah. seen recent pictures of him. He did like a, a New York Fashion Week runway. Ooh. It looked awesome. So I was like, yeah, like he kind of has that like quirkiness about him that I think could fit Hermes. I didn't pick anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm racking my brain for something because I'm like, oh, like I like the direction you're going on, going in with this. I don't know if I could back Macaulay Culkin as a choice. But like I said, I could very much be thinking more of the Hercules style Hermes, mm-hmm. you know, where he was just like, Super witty, funny, really was just there for the one-liners. Mm-hmm. And of course, like, relaying the messages, but... Yeah. Yeah, well, so, because the Hermes in the books runs a postal service. That makes sense. So he's, like, more corporate, but it's still kind of just a sassy bastard. So maybe that, my Hermes choice, should have been saved. <laughs> 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 well, we can recycle it, it's fine. <laughs> Um, because I was also trying to think of like who could be like a a dad to like quote unquote for Luke. 
was like not that's a hard thing it's like a lot i don't know if i would ever go too old for a lot of these characters right because they're gods yeah so it's just like it's not the same as like an actual parent yeah I don't know why this just popped in my head, and it is not a good choice, but it's the only choice that I have right now, and it's Robert Sheehan. Who's that? Uh, he... You watched The Umbrella Academy, right? Yes. Um... Oh! Yeah! Oh, yes! <laughs> oh my god. <coughs> I could totally see him being Hermes as well. Yeah. Is that your choice? Yeah, that's who I'm picking. Oh, I could totally see that. I can see how he'd be like neglectful father. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's I'm picturing him as a neglectful father because he's just consistently playing absolute dirtbags. I'm not in love saying with him that I now. think Ro- I'm not saying that Robert would do that personally. I just mean I can see him portraying that because he does a great job at it. I still think I have a favorite Robert Sheen line and it was from the first show I ever saw him in which is Misfits. Yes, Misfits. Misfits is so good. But there is not, I quote it all the time in my, most of the time in my head because I don't want people to think that I'm insane. Um, That's what the podcast is for. (laughs) (laughs) It is when they're trying to distract their, season one when they're trying to distract their, uh, parole officer (laughs) it's a great way to open a story really um and he just throws a rock like a huge rock through the windshield of her car and she's like are you mentally deficient and he looks at her straight face is like no i was mentally deficient i would have (laughs) missed and i think about it probably three times a week Honestly, that show was not the same after he left. No. I tried watching. I was like, it doesn't work without him. No. But he's uh, he's fantastic. I think him and Ezra Miller should at least have one scene together at some point. Just like complete and utter chaos. <laughs> in, in some realm. I don't know where it would be. I would just like to see it once. I don't know if we as a species could handle it. I feel like reality would break. I think Astro could be a good Hermes as well in Hercules fashion. Yeah. Yes. Um, some of the other gods that they mention later in the books, mm-hmm. too, I think would be fun to cast later. But again, yeah. like they... You see them briefly when he returns the lightning, just like sitting in the room in the movie. That's but right, yeah. you don't actually like have anything to do with them until later on in the books. Um, and it's uh, Artemis is I think would be really great. Oh, yeah. So what's great about Artemis is Artemis looks like a child so that she can specifically blend in with her hunters. Oh, okay. So. Even though she is a god, she she only looks like fifteen. Great. I want to say like in the book, like she ranges between like four, thirteen and fifteen, is what she looks like. But she's she's a full grown adult. Right. And then the way that they describe it in the book, which I absolutely love, with Aphrodite, is Aphrodite is the goddess of love. Mm-hmm. But Aphrodite looks different every time you see her. Oh, I like that. And it is always a because everybody's perception of beauty and everybody's perceptions of love is consistently changing. Yeah. So every time we see Aphrodite, she looks different. She's a different ethnicity. She's a different mm-hmm. body type. She has a different face. She has different hair every single time. So I thought like, that's awesome. Having that is part of the movies. I think like part of the, the show would be great. Mm-hmm. And it would just be, you have a few actors play, play portray her and it just rotates through them depending on the scene. So each of them oh, does awesome. different scenes. Um, from Artemis, by your description, um, I can see Emma Watson. Nice. I like that. Because I think that she is slightly smaller in height. Mm-hmm. So I think she can pull off kind of like blending in. Yeah. And um, I was thinking, like, I would love to see Margot Robbie as possibly Aphrodite as one of the rotations. I would love that. I think and that's brilliant. Who else? I'm trying to think of... 
Uh, Lupita Luongo. Oh, she would be beautiful. And the bonus with that is because they're doing rotational. And, like, she's not in the story that much. Yeah. But they're rotating through those. Is you could have really, like, pretty well-known big actresses in those roles. Yeah. Because it's not a, it wouldn't be a huge time commitment for them. Um, I could probably even see, like, I think her name is Priyanka Chopra. Priyanka Chopra? Yes. Yes. I can see her. Love her, too. Because I can see her being, like, portrayed one way at the camp, and then somewhere out in, like, another location, and then, like, up in Olympus. Yeah, just... Yeah, and I I think that was probably one of the most interesting and one of my favorite descriptions of how Aphrodite's were represented. And I can totally see her, like, for that to be authentic to Aphrodite, because, yes, beauty is very subjective. Yes. It's very different for everyone. Mm-hmm. There is so much material, and you don't think about it until you go back and start talking about it. Mm-hmm. There is so much material within... Because, like, we didn't even talk about, like, basically anybody else at the Half-Blood camp. No. Because there's also, like, there's uh, Thalia, there's... Um, the other instructors there. There's all of the other demigods. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was in the second movie. It was the, the Cyclops. What is his name? Google is our friend. Yep. Well, I, I would be curious how they do that. With like um, the technology now. Yeah. Course when I Tyson. Yes. Of course I would love to see um Logan back as well as sometimes. In some parent. way. I think he, he mentioned like, he'll be kind of I think it was him, or maybe it was an article someone wrote. It's like it was well, fun to have him as, as Poseidon, but I'm like he still has such a baby face. But I, I don't know if he could pull off, like, hmm. the fa- fatherly figure. Yeah. If that makes sense. It would depend on the age of the kid. Yeah. Plus, he's, like, going prematurely gray and looks so fucking hot. It is so stupid. I don't know if you've seen a photo of him recently. I am looking right now. <sighs> ah. Why can't I type? I don't know, but he looks so good. Holy shit. Right? Wow, I take that back. <laughs> not not saying he didn't look good. I didn't realize, like, the gray hair was coming through so soon. Wow. Yeah, and that is that is a daddy-looking motherfucker. Her I like that look on him. Like, the long Oh, he looks hair. so good. Looking like a snack. Just looking like, looking like a whole meal, actually. But yeah, I would love to see him be brought in. Even well, and he's, like he seemed like super open to being brought back in some capacity. Because it's unfortunate. Because like as much as like there's lots of faults with those movies and yeah. like weird choices, like Pierce Brosnan being police is fucking insane. Yeah, I was looking at the screenshots and I was just like, it didn't. It, it didn't, didn't look, look great. <laughs> um. But it was unfortunate because he was such a great casting as Percy. He was. I thought that they did such a great job with him. I thought he did such a great job with yeah. the sort of, like material that was given to him. Yeah. So I think that there is... It's unfortunate because there is a lot of sh- shortcomings. Hence why we only got the two two movies when there's five books... Oh, there's five books. Yeah. Okay. In the first series, and then there's a second series. Oh, wow. Because then there's Heroes of Olympus. Which I actually haven't read yet. Yeah, because I haven't heard anything about the new TV series. I don't think they've actually done any casting. No, as far as I know, like, aside from them being like, we're doing it, which, cool. Yeah. There's been, like, nothing since. Yeah. Like, I'm looking on IMDb, and there's, like, no casting. It says, um, 
browse episodes 2023, so I'm sure we're going to get news the next year or so. Yeah. Everything we know so far, which is not much. I think that the authors, like other series, could be adapted too, right? And like, yeah. Five, so, oh, hold on. So this list um, that I have here is that Rick, who wrote the books, Rick Warden, mm-hmm. is uh, helping write and work on all of the... Oh. The, they're also part of the casting process. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I like that. I like when when authors can get get involved and give their opinions, especially as like who they have in their mind. It is confirmed it will be live action. Okay. Um, and that they're gonna start at the beginning of the Lightning Thief, and then it's gonna be a one book for every season. Oh, nice. So there'll be hopefully five seasons. Yeah. And I like that, yeah, you can grow with these characters. And that that's the point of it, is that you see them from when they start to how things end. Yeah. So at this point, they're set to cover the first five books, which is Percy Jackson's um, and The Lightning Thief, The Sea of Monsters, The Titan's Curse, The Battle of the Labyrinth, and The Last Olympian. Ooh. So there is a whole bunch of additional books in that that follow Percy, but they're slightly outside of that, and those are part of the Heroes of Olympus series. Yeah. Um, and the Trials of Apollo. There is another series that technically crosses over with his Egyptian series, but they're not including that okay. because it wasn't really part of the initial book release, and you really only know about it from the Kane Chronicles side. Oh, okay. And the King Chronicles, that's the Egyptians? Yes. Nice. And I was I was looking at some of the his other series, and it looks like the other one was the Asgards. Yeah. Uh, so they're... I'm just double-checking here. What other stuff may I know? Oh, it'll probably be another two years. And this was from July of 2021. So uh, we may not get it until 2023. Which is okay. I mean, like, the more time you mm-hmm. take with it, the more effort you can put into the series. Instead of, like, yeah. rushing it out there and it's sloppy and it doesn't look good. And I think I, I find that's difficult for some people because they just want to jump on the bandwagon right away. It's like, no, you can take your time and do a great job. Yeah. And tell a good story. Oh, here's another one that's saying that filming should start 2022. Hmm. And the uh, author, uh, Wardens, uh, did do they were casting um and he said that update in october of 2021 oh really recently yeah so they are back casting right now because they had to take a break obviously with covid yep damn covid putting a halt on like everything well because i knew that he was doing they were doing a full-blown open casting call for anybody right um which I thought was really great. And I think that's part of the reason that I was really leaning towards it being an unknown because they were opening the casting to literally anybody, whoever was the right choice for the role. Yeah. And I like that with, with these stories, you really can cast anyone. It's not specific to really one, one type of person. Yeah. Because that's the beauty of the world that we live in, is, like, you can portray anyone you you want to. Yeah. Like, it just seems silly to limit it to people who have only been, who've already been in things. Not that I think that that should be not taken into account, because then there's at least a record of them achieving stuff, but... 
I think you're seeing a lot more people taking more of those chances of unknowns. Like I, th I think of, um, just have to Google her name. She played Nil in The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, like that was her first TV role. Yeah, like she's not, she hasn't been in anything before that, and I think she did such a phenomenal job. Absolutely, absolutely. I think you can find these like gem performances from people. Yeah, when you're looking not for star power, you're literally looking for the right person. Yeah, not that I don't. <clears throat> I think especially there's no way around requiring some sort of star power to like draw people in because there are people who won't watch something if they don't have a like okay. connection to like oh I really like this specific actor so I'll go mm -hmm. see it which doesn't make any sense to me but people are like that so I think you need there's a tough it's a tough balance of that where it's like you have to find a few familiar people that are gonna draw yeah. enough people in but and I think you can do that with the gods, where they're kind of more background characters. They aren't the essential story. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, you have those bits and pieces of them coming in and helping Percy and the crew when they need it. And having those connections, but they aren't the sole focus of the story. No. Exactly. So that's why you could get, like, the, the characters or the, the actors that we were mentioning to come in. Because it's smaller roles where mm -hmm. it's not so much of a time commitment. They're not going to be there for the entire season. Yeah. They'll probably be able to shoot all of their shit Relatively. in a day or so. Yeah. Week tops. Possibly. Yeah, like they're not going to be there for the entire filming process. You'll be able to do a lot of the filming without them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that there's a lot of potential for the series. I think it's really great mm -hmm. I'm very excited just about the resurgence not even necessarily the resurgence but like <clears throat> we were very spoiled when it came to young adult content yeah and not that I think that there has not been great things that have come out since then but I don't think that since like that first wave of young adult content that we got to be a part of. There hasn't been anything that's been like a major sticking point. Yeah. Like you kind of think about it. There hasn't been the next like Harry Potter per se. No. You know, or, or like Percy Jackson, the lightning thieves or, um, you got city bones. Uh, yeah. Mortal instruments. Yes. Yeah. So like you have, that all came out in roughly the same time period when mm -hmm. we were that age. You had Harry Potter, Percy Jackson, Divergent, The Hunger Games, uh, The Mortal Instruments, uh, The Maze Runner. Maze Runner. So, like, you had, like, this wide breadth of really excellently executed, yeah. targeted young adult fiction... Not that there hasn't been a lot of really great ones that have come mm -hmm. out since then, and I don't want to say that, but I feel like there hasn't been another phenomenon the way that we had with those ones. Yeah, definitely, especially as we were growing up, it felt like it was almost like a frenzy. Yeah. And not in a bad way. Like, you think of how Twilight blew things up, right, for the, for the young, uh, young, young adult series and stuff like that, like that took off so quickly in such yeah. a short period of time from when it was released because i i kind of jumped on the bandwagon right before the movie the first movie came out like i remember my friends laura and devon were like you gotta read this felicia i think you really like it and of course i did mm -hmm. <laughs> so it was like okay perfect yeah like i just mean I'm sure that there have been very popular young adult releases, mm -hmm. but I spend enough time reading books and I still read young adult books. Oh, of course. They're really great. Still. Yeah. But I, there's been nothing that is like really jumped out at me mm -hmm. and turned into like anything that everybody's talking about the way that the young adult books when we were young. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the series I read that I would, 
possibly like to see see like brought to the to screen the, in some way. Yeah, it was um it was about the phase. Um, I think the first book was called Captured, and she ends up being like found out she's part fae and everything and discovering yeah. that world. Like, I think I stopped reading after the second book. I think there's at least two or uh, at least three books. Yeah, but um. I think that would be a, another really whimsical one. Yeah. That could happen. Even like just a CW show. Fair enough. There's so much opportunity to really. I'm so sick of like the same four shows. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like. But I also, I don't want you to just like make. A show to be insane. No, I, I like, think that's why I didn't like. I couldn't get into Riverdale. I was gonna say, and my example is Riverdale because I have no fucking like. We stopped watching it because I was like, I this is crazy. Yeah, and not like fun. I I've heard like the storylines that they went with, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I'm almost positive that I read somewhere recently. Spoiler alert: Archie's dead now. <laughs> you know, after he went to jail. I did hear that Sabrina is coming back or is making an appearance on Riverdale. I think this upcoming season. I'm like, oh, that's probably why. Our, if that's the case, Archie's probably going to be brought by back by Sabrina. Whereas I really enjoyed Sabrina. I thought I such a really loved Sabrina too. Where it was crazy and chaotic, but and like in the but but it made sense. And it was based on a specific run of comics. Yeah. Whereas, I don't, I think, like, they've pulled some things from, like, a few weirder Archie volumes for the Riverdale show. But in all honesty, like, I feel like a lot of it's just, like, fucking whatever. Somebody said that, like, Cheryl Blossom started a cult. Like, I don't know what's fucking happening. I just gotta get into it. It it just felt like, let's jump on, like, the angsty teens right now. So, I think that is one of the reasons I'm really excited for this show. Mm -hmm. Because it is not something that's being done right now. And because it's really based on the source material. Yeah. Um, and I think you'll get the resurgence of that, like, excitement again for, for YA novels. Which I would love. Yeah. I would love. Because I want there to be, selfishly, I want there to be more fun YA novels for me to read. I'm sure oh, there's yeah. lots. But it's really hard as a grown-ass adult to know which ones are good and which ones aren't. <laughs> yeah, it's... I need the youths. Difficult. I need the youths to tell me. Let us know what your favorite YA novel's been so far. Yeah. Especially in the new this new decade. Oh, gross. I was going to say century. I'm like, no, that's not right. It's uh, technically. Yeah. But I think one series that I'd like to talk, to talk about that's going to be coming up soon is the... Um, they're redoing, I think, I don't know if it's Interview with the Vampire. Um, I know yeah. it's Anne Rice's novels. They're making a TV series out of it instead of a movie. So that's going to be coming up at some point. Oh, I am. We will absolutely talk about those because I am obsessed. So good. More vampires, please. We can go back to vampires. Like, I, I feel like we... We've let, you know what? No, let's not go back to vampires. <laughs> let us move forward to werewolves. <gasps> oh, yeah. More of that as well. All right. We are very, very quickly approaching running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you soon. Yes, and let us know who your dream casting would be. Please let us know if you think we're absolutely insane with our choices, or if you agree with us, or who you would pick. Yes. Thanks so much. Stay nerdy. Bye. Bye.